Oh, how I wish we didn't need to talk about teacher burnout every year. After years in education, though, there is a trend. So this year could be harder than the others, but each school year brings different challenges and seasons that can turn into a form of burnout. So let's discuss some ways that we can deal with and prevent teacher burnout when we're faced with it because it's going to happen all the time. So this year, it seems like it is in particular, we are overrun with talk about teacher burnout. And there's actually a lot of teachers who are talking about leaving the profession altogether, which I think is disheartening. We all reach a point of burnout at some point in our careers, although the severity can range. Instead of avoiding or masking burnout, let's talk about strategies to deal with teacher burnout. Maintaining or increasing enrollment. Staying on top of ever-changing content. Incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about, in addition to applying great teaching principles. I recently re-listened to Kids These Days, a game plan for reconnecting with those we teach lead and love by Dr. Jody Carrington as I was on my way to a conference where Dr. Jody was the keynote. Now I've read it before and then I've listened to it several times, but the drive down to my conference was actually the duration of the book. And so I made sure to re-listen to it before listening to her speak in real life. So if you've not read this book or listened to the audiobook, it is a must read. I do want to let you know that there is a colorful language, um, but she is very passionate about reconnecting and educating educators about this. And so it's fabulous, especially while we are dealing with educating during a pandemic or post pandemic, which we haven't quite got to yet. But as a side note, it was published pre-pandemic, so 2018-2019, but it is so applicable to what we are dealing with now as I feel like with the pandemic, we've almost disconnected even more. In her book, she speaks about connecting and reconnecting with our students. While this is great, it doesn't help us immediately with the problems of teacher burnout that we are currently facing. Quote, if the big people aren't okay, the little people don't stand a chance. Close quote. This is how Dr. Jody Carrington began her keynote to a room full of secondary administrators last week. She shared with us that there are three areas in which we can focus to make sure that the big people are okay. This is what I wanted to share with you today, although it is a little bit off of our CTE month topic, but I will be getting back to that next week. But I felt like this is a pertinent time to talk about it, especially as we are gearing up into CTE month, because these are some key things. And this is a key time where a lot of burnout naturally and those feelings naturally occur. The first strategy that Dr. Carrington mentioned was connecting or reconnecting with your people. These are the people that you care the most about and that are those who you can be yourself around. They could be living or they could also be dead. 
For me, my people are my husband and my children and even my late mother, but I wanted to focus mostly on the relationships that I have with my husband and my children. So I want to give you some examples of what we are doing to reconnect. So Jared, my welding teacher husband, has been wanting to get back in the habit of going on regular date nights every week, which with the four littles and the pandemic has been really difficult, but I'm willing to make it happen to save my sanity. So I don't have a report on how that looks now that we are going to be trying to make that regular date night, but know that it's something that we are putting as a priority to help us reconnect. We've also decided to put down our phones anytime that we are in the car together. Now, the driver is normally not on their phone, but the passenger a lot of times has been on their phone as we drive to my dad's house, which is about a half an hour away, or anywhere we go. A lot of times I'm driving and then Jared's on his phone. So we have committed to each other to put our phones down because in the car is a space where we are actually like forced to be together and actually have conversation. So we want to make that time more meaningful with each other. So with my kiddos, I have focused on making more eye contact with them when I'm with them and being near them, like in the same room. So even tonight, I went and sat in the playroom with them while they were playing. So we kind of had that like proximity. I don't necessarily need to be like doing anything with them, but I can. But I've been really focusing on being present when they have a question, I can automatically answer it. Even if I might be doing something else, I'm trying to be just there more and focus on being with them and being more grounded and it has helped me feel more grounded and be more relaxed when I'm at home and not have to focus on the things that could be stressing me out at the school. Okay, so the next one is reconnecting with your why. So how often do you remind yourself why you became an educator? And it could be different reasons. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are wanting to change the world. It could even be that you were excited about the lifestyle and the schedule. So this morning I went to talk to a teacher before school started because as I was driving home from my conference, I had this thought that I really needed to tell this teacher what a fabulous job that she has been doing recently. And I let her know that I noticed that she gets to know her students and their interests. And she highlights that. So anytime that we're doing hall duty together, she will point out, oh, hey, have you seen so-and-so's new sketches? And she just really gets to know what those kids are interested in, um, kind of as like as small or as large as it is. And I pointed that out to her because that is something that is really difficult to do, especially when you have 180 plus middle school students each day. I told her how important those connections are and that she is making a difference in the lives of those students. As I was telling her this, I noticed that her eyes were filling with tears and she said, thank you so much for telling me that today. I was wondering before school if it's even worth being here and can I give you a hug? So we gave each other a hug, but it was a good reminder to really tap into why we're here as educators and why is it that we want to be in this profession? Okay, so the final step is to 
reconnect with your breath. And this one kind of seems like woo-woo, but it totally works. And let's, I'm going to tell you why, because I've got some firsthand information. So one of the main causes of teacher burnout is this feeling of overwhelm and stress. So overwhelm, I know it's used a lot, but usually with the idea of overwhelm is that you don't know what to do next. And that can happen because your body is in stress and your brain just is not functioning as well as it could be. When you are stressed, you are in a state of flight, fight, or freeze. So cortisol, which is your stress hormone, increases, which can send a bunch of things like completely out of whack. I know this because my hormones, specifically my cortisol, is at an excessive level. So taking deep breaths is something that I have learned to do to really lower that cortisol so that I can function, I guess, more normally. So taking deep breaths and focusing on relaxing your shoulders, your neck, your jaw, and getting your body out of that fight, flight, or freeze state is what Dr. Jody Carrington was referring to when she talked about getting in tune or reconnecting back with your breath. Getting out of that fight, flight, or freeze phase will allow you to think clearer, make better decisions, and overcome that overwhelm because now you know what's the next step. So here's what you're going to do. So practice taking a deep breath in for a count of three, holding for a count of three, and then releasing for a count of three. If it helps, you can use the triangle breathing technique, which I actually learned from our school counselor as she was helping a student with this technique. And what you do is you pretend like there is a equilateral triangle and you can actually like trace it like with your finger or you can actually like draw it with the pencil. But you do those three different steps that I just mentioned above for each leg of the triangle. So you would breathe in for three, hold for three, and then release for three. And you can just repeat that over and over again. And you can do it discreetly or you can do it in your mind. But sometimes people like to actually like physically move their fingers because it actually like helps remind their body what they should be doing. So here are some ways that you can remind yourself to connect with your breathing during the school day. So you can add a reminder to your phone so that it can alert you throughout the day and you could just set it randomly or you can have it go off at certain intervals. You can stack this habit onto a regular school day routine. So something you're already doing. So like when you're standing at your door between class periods while students are working on their bell work or when the cleanup bell rings. So different things that might trigger you to remind yourself that this is the time to take a breath or I guess a deep breath. <laughs> you're breathing the whole time, but take time to breathe in your car before you exit in the morning and when you enter it after school. So kind of setting up that school day, but then also relieving or releasing or leaving a bunch of stress at the school. And then while you wash your hands in the restroom, and that can obviously be at school, but it can be at home too. While you're not at school, although you could do this at school as well, but you can do the legs up the wall yoga pose. So it is what it sounds like. You lay next to a wall 
with your feet up against the wall so your legs and your back will make a 90 degree angle. You want to make sure that you're not using any phones or devices and you're just laying there. It's just a really vulnerable pose that once again gets you out of that fight, flight, or freeze mode. And you can take deep breaths. The breathing doesn't matter as much there, but you will, like your body will just naturally relax being in that state. So when you practice breathing and relaxing, your body will be able to get into this relaxed state quicker. So you will need to, and you'll want to practice it. And you'll notice that it does help once again with your thinking and just being in that correct state of mind and not always being in that fight, flight, or freeze. So as a summary, Feelings of overwhelm and burnout are unfortunately unavoidable, but we can cut their effects by taking care of ourselves. And this is beyond a bubble bath because let's be honest, a bubble bath, some, you may really love a bubble bath, but a bubble bath is not going to really relieve or reduce any of your stress at school. So you want to make sure that we are taking care of the big people in the school. So you can do this by reconnecting with your people, your why, and your breath. So today I want you to try to reconnect with one of those three areas so that you can reduce your overwhelm. If you liked today's episode, please, will you go on to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and give me a rating? Because when you do a rating and review, it will actually allow more teachers to find this podcast. You can also share it with any of your teacher friends, especially those who need it at this current time. And connect with me on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. It's at Kristen, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C. Until next week.